Now here's those boyhood friends, Ron and Dave. I mean, Ron and Delbert. I'm just kidding. Here's Ronna and Donna. <laughs> hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Ron and Don show. He's Ron Upshaw. He is live. He is live from the shores of South Lake Union. I'm Don O'Neill. I'm live from the mountains of Queen Anne Mountain. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios coming up. Michael Fanning is going to stop by. Michael Fanning is a ninja instructor. Yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. Anyway. The ninjas were silent. You're thinking of Taekwondo. <laughs> Karate. Yeah, he's a senior vice president at Windermere uh, Real Estate. And you know, uh, we are brokers. We are agents with Windermere. He's one of the great coaches there. And I think all of us, including me, we need a little coaching right now. We need a little direction because I think some of us are waking up and we're like, wow, where did my job go? Or my job shifted or it changed or I lost it. Uh, in the midst of all this and trying to find my own footing, it seems like the world has lost its footing due to COVID-19, due to what we're seeing in the streets with the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, you have police departments now, like Minneapolis, around the country that are saying, uh, no, we're not just going to defund police departments. We're going to dismantle them. And what does that mean? Is that just politicians talking tough? Or is there a revolution uh, happening in America right now? And then we see these demonstrations uh, around the world. Uh, Ron, Michael does a thing in the morning called uh, a warm-up. It's just part of his morning routine. And we're going to talk about morning routines here in a moment. And also, he's going to address four different pillars. He's going to talk about, hey, when you wake up in the morning, what's your heart set? What's your mindset? What's your health set? And, uh, and what's your soul set, right? Yeah, and I just encourage you to have an open mind with this. There was uh, many, many years of my life where I made fun of this sort of stuff. I called it woo-woo stuff. And I'm like, come on. Like, if you did these things, I looked down on you, and I, I thought that you were weak. Right. I, I viewed these things as weakness, where it's like, you just don't, you just don't have it together. Right. Like, this is for people that haven't figured it out. This is for people. I, I'm not one of those people. I, I got it going on. Like, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I'm, I've got this figured out. And then there comes some times in your life where you get crushed, and you can fill in the blank for whatever that is, or you go through the fire, and it's like you and you lose your way. You lose. The, you have no pillars. And mm -hmm. so um, I've been on that side of the ledger as well. And so it's like, oh, maybe my opinion of myself was a little too high, and I need to go back to some basics and find out what my pillars are. And that sucks when that happens to you when you're a grown ass man. You're like, whoa. How did I miss this? Like, this seems like it's pretty important. And what was I doing for all those years? Uh, and so if, if, you're, if you're in that eye roll category still, like, hang tight. Be open-minded about this because it really, the motivation, at least for me, and I think I can speak for Don as well, is to make it better, to give you another tool in the toolbox. Because when you meet someone going through life and all they've got is a hammer and a screwdriver, and they are trying to do complicated work in their life, and they just come in there and start banging around with a hammer, it causes more harm than good. You need more tools in your life. I need more tools in my life. Don needs more tools. And a guy like Michael, what I like about him is he's doing the stuff too. He's not standing on the sidelines telling you what to do. He's saying, 
here's what I did and maybe it'll work for you. So I, I like that way better than someone that is standing above me and, and telling me what I should do. Yeah. And, and for me, it wasn't even a tool. It was a whole toolbox that I had to go and find. Uh, and we, we talked, and, and Michael's coming up here in two minutes. We talked on episode 114. We introduced you to our therapist, uh, Dr. Priscilla Wright, if you want to listen. And to I that. do need to point out, we don't go to counseling together. <laughs> like marriage counseling even though that was people i got text are you doing couples counseling it's like we don't go to couples counseling we're not it, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea but we go at separate times like this is we have we, we don't compare notes on our counseling sessions <laughs> that often <laughs> exactly <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Fanning coming up on the Ron and Don show. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, you guys. It's Ron and Don for our good friends at Les Schwab. And guess what? They heard your plea. Now you got three. It's three episodes of the Ron and Don show. Thanks to them. Every Monday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, live from the Les Schwab studios. And get this. I know this from just owning some short-term rentals here in Seattle. A lot of folks this summer are not getting on airplanes. They are vacationing within the state of Washington, which means a lot of you are going to get in your cars, you're going to head to the river. A lot of you are going to get in your cars, you're going to head east of the mountains. Before you get in your car, stop by one of the 85 locations where Les Schwab serves you. But hang on, before you stop, make an appointment, right? Yeah, go to uh, lesschwab.com slash Ron and Don. It'll bring up a map. You can find the store nearest you. Here's the cool thing. Free safety check if you're in the Ron and Don Nation. They're going to look at your brakes. They're going to look at your batteries. They're going to check the tires, the air pressure, signs of fluid leaks. Make sure you're all good to go when you hop back on the road. That is pretty cool. So schedule that online appointment, as Don said, lesschwab.com slash Ron and Don. Les Schwab where doing the right thing matters. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. That's what Heather and Juan Carlos did. We got so lucky. I don't think we could have gotten this house without Ron and Don. So now we had to sell our old house we had to sell it because we couldn't have been able to afford, you know, paying two mortgages. And Ron and Don had already been thinking of strategies the whole time they were strategizing. What, what, what will we do if this and what will we do if that? And so we put it on the market on Saturday. There was a lot of interest. They made an offer on the, on the offer date for over asking price. We did amazing. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. And the buying process was wonderful, and the selling process, it felt like we were their most important project. I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. We all celebrated. It felt like a team victory. <laughs> we were all just jumping up and down. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Thanks for listening to The Ron and Don Show. Please hit subscribe. All right, you guys. Welcome back to The Ron and Don Show, episode 115. It's brought to you by good friends at Les Schwab. And as we shared with you, 
Uh, Ron is in the Les Schwab Studios over there in South Lake Union. I'm Donald Deal, and I'm live from the Les Schwab Studios on Queen Anne Mountain. Hey, we're pretty excited to introduce you to someone this morning that was introduced to us about a year ago. Uh, he's a senior vice president at Windermere, and you know, Windermere uh, is one of the preeminent uh, real estate companies uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, and we work with and for uh, Windermere. We fly the W, as uh, as we like to say, and we're 7,000 strong, and we're pretty proud of that, and Ron and I are pretty proud to uh, be a part of that connection. The thing that we love is, is as we join Windermere, this real estate company, they have these great training programs and they have some folks there uh, that have really helped folks like us not only focus on our business but focus on ourselves that's what michael flanny does in fact i just said flanny michael <laughs> flanny, michael <laughs> flanny. They, they told me before we started recording hey don't say flanny whatever you do i mean it's stuck there in your is. head there Michael Fanning. That's right. Michael Fanning stops by right now, and uh, you can find him on Facebook, also Fanning at Windermere.com. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about personal awareness, and he's a great work-life balance coach. In fact, he's a ninja coach. And Michael, what is a uh, what is a ninja coach, and what have you been doing for 22 years at Windermere? You know, it's a great question. And by the way, the reason why you said flanning is because, you know, the whole saying is what you focus on expands. So it's just, <laughs> kind, of, kind of got locked in your head there, right? Um, you know, that's, that's right. Yeah, you know, I was, I'm with, been with Windermere, but uh, the ninja coaching is really, uh, 10 years ago, I was pretty, I was kind of stuck. And uh, we had the opportunity to visit with this gentleman by the name of Larry Kendall out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And, um, and Windermere had the wherewithal to actually contract with him to teach this program called Ninja for a year with inside the Windermere network. And when he was done, he said, Hey, you know, do you have somebody that we can kind of turn the reins over to, if you will, to kind of take on this uh, training. And, um, the fingers kind of pointed at me and I love the stuff that I heard when I was there because the, the coaching is, or the training is more about uh, work-life balance, about how you take care of yourself. And when you take care of yourself, you can take care of others. And, uh, and I needed that to hear that at that time. And so, uh, I took it on uh, 100% and it's been kind of my lifestyle since then. And then the coaching side of it is just the people that we've been able to help that we've been, you know, not just being great at real estate, but then having these really great lives, but consistent great lives, right? So things that they're doing uh, day in and day out on a consistent basis and helping others, uh, making better communities. I mean, it just, it all kind of dovetails into, you know, to the whole thing. So, Michael, I think one thing that Don and I both went through like a year ago when the, the terrestrial radio thing ended and we're figuring out our next chapter, and I think people are going through that now with the COVID situation, is a big part of your why every day was doing your job. Like you yes. had the thing, and it's like you go to the cocktail party, it's like, what do you, who are you? I'm the radio guy. Who are you? I do this job. I work at Amazon, I work at Windermere, I work at Microsoft, whatever it is that you do. And now that that's been severed in a lot of ways, people are sort of floating without uh, an anchor out there. What do you say to the people that are in that mindset? It's like, this is just weird. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, we have people that think that way. And, and what we do is we go back and say, um, let's really identify what your why is. Because your why is not really tied to what you do. Your why is more tied to the impact that you have. And even though that, let's say, like with real estate, you should say, I'm not doing transactions right now, right? So who can you help? 
So who needs help right now? So every single day when you wake up, who are those people that you could go out and provide resources? Who are those people that you could go out and, you know, food banks took a huge hit. How can you go out and become a, a person of, of growth and help a, a food bank? How can you help people that are less fortunate than us? Because at the end of the day, really, that's what it's about. And so it's, it's re-identifying the why, I guess. Um, and then having, uh, having a mindset to say, that's my shift. And this is now what my purpose is through this time. And I'm going to help others get through it. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's having a mindset of gratitude, have a mindset of giving. And, but, but like you said, I think a lot of people just kind of, you know, we go through the motions in life sometimes and we get on this autopilot and, uh, and then all of a sudden something's taken away from us and it really feels terrible. And then we don't have strategies and, and, and systems to get us back on path. And that's really what we talk about right? Is what are you doing every single day so that when crisis hits or challenging times hit, because they're always going to hit, what program, what process do you have that you're doing consistently that can allow you to get through it? Not that you're going to ignore it in any way, shape or form, but you're going to be able to lean into it in a much more healthy way. Yeah. Let's talk about some pillars and let's talk about personal awareness, because I think with everything that's going on in the world today, and even if you're listening to this a year from now, when we recorded it, uh, we are right in the middle of COVID. Uh, we are right in the middle of folks marching, not only in Seattle, but around the country, around the world. And it feels like, it feels, guys, like we're waking up in the middle of a revolution. It, it feels like we are waking up in the middle of a history book. Uh, I don't feel like I'm waking up in a nightmare. I feel like I'm waking up in something that is very, very important. And people right now are looking for purpose they're wondering what their purpose is, uh, and specifically, um, people that have lost lost their jobs maybe are feeling that, or people that have just lost their way. They, you just you, and that happened to me. I woke up, I was fifty, and I just lost my way, and it was time to find my way. And I've dedicated myself to finding my way now for uh, the last two and a half, almost three years. Talk to us about that uh, personal awareness, uh, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, so I do a, a mentorship through a program called the Titan Academy with Robin Sharma. And um, he talks about the four pillars, uh, heart set, mindset, health set, and soul set. And so if you think about those four pillars, and then you have to ask yourself on a daily basis and a weekly basis, uh, what are you doing to enhance those? What are you doing to keep those four pillars healthy? Can you say those again? Because I want to write heart set. Heart set, mindset, mindset. health set, and soul, and soul set, right? Okay. Those four. Okay. And uh, so, so what are those four areas that you're doing to keep those? And, and by the way, the one that's the most important out of those four uh, is health set, mm-hmm. right? I mean, health set is huge because I think in order for us to make good decisions, for us to help other people, we, we have to be in a healthy state, you know, uh, mind and body. Uh, and so that's kind of a critical piece to it. And then, you know, just where's your heart? How are you feeling? You know, some people get stuck and a lot of times they get stuck because they're stuck. They haven't fixed. They got a, they got a heart set issue. You know, and then your soul set is, you know, like right now, what do you believe right now that's going on? Are you at that mindset of scarcity and anger and, uh, and, you know, and, 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 you know, this, this really isn't happening and I'm just going to ignore it. Or are you in that, are you in that soul set where you're like, okay, I need to do something, right? I need to do something. And then the mindset is just how you see the world. And we all see the world in the way that we've been programmed. You know, all three of us on this call today have been programmed. And we, and we see the world in the way that we've been, you know, our sociology, our psychology. And the question is, have you really asked yourself, what are you seeing and is what you're seeing going to benefit others? Uh, can I ask you, Michael, because I've dealt with several people in the last couple of weeks that are very close to me. And 
and I didn't say this, but I wanted to, is that where is all this anger coming from? When you see, when you talk about heart set, if you're a person right now that you are just seething with anger, uh, from the minute you get up, you see something on Facebook, you see something on whatever news channel or newspaper or website that you watch, and boom, the fuse is lit. And here yeah. we go. And I'm going to comment on things and I'm going to... Yeah. So how do you, like, that seems to me like, I don't want to live in that heart set all day long. It, it's, it's brutal. It's fear-based, right? It's fear-based. Um, if you think about it, uh, you know, what early on when I was doing the mentorship with Robin, he said something to me that really resonated. He said, you know, when there's, when there's high hysteria, there's deep history. And what he means by that, when you see people that reap that point of rage, um, there's some there's some deep history going on uh, way back that's triggered that emotion, right? Triggered that response to that stimulus. And um, I think being aware, and this gets back to awareness, right? How aware are we in those moments to say why? Why am why am I acting this way? Why is why am I showing up like this? And here's the other question: Is that do we even take it one step further and say what's the impact? Is the impact of my decision right now going to benefit others? and benefit the, 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 the bigger whole, or is it just all about me? And a lot of that rage and anger, it really boils down to an individual really thinking about themselves. No. Let me ask you this. There's so many self-aware books. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of people that have, we, we use, we hear the word pivot now, like we use the word, mm, the word yeah. silos and a couple of years ago, now we're hearing the word pivot. I've seen pivot people pivoting to being a life coach. Uh, I see a gentleman on my Facebook page that could take a lot of the stuff that you're saying and he could say it to us, but I know him. Uh, and I know that the struggle for him, he has all these words down, but as far as being transformed by them and the him is me. Got it. I know. I like. I've heard all this stuff. I've read these books, right? And 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 we have to be so careful about knowing all this stuff in our head, and in in reading the books and and listening to uh, tapes. I don't think people listen to tapes. <laughs> but 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 how does it transform us? How does it how does it change us? What is, what is, what is the secret ingredient? If there is a secret ingredient, because I know what the secret ingredient was for me. And I've shared that, uh, on other places, other spaces, other podcasts, but, but, but when you see people, Hey, you know, all the language, you could coach this thing, but has it transformed you? Right. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it boils down to uh, you having a, a pain of some kind in your life to make you aware to say, I've got to change. This, this can't go on. You know, you see this a lot with people that hit rock bottom and all of a sudden they now, now they're reading it. I, you know, I know you have a child, um, you know, I've got two teenagers and it's amazing, right? You so want them to understand what you're trying to tell them and they don't, but then all of a sudden there's a pain point where there's somebody else that says it and all of a sudden it resonates with them and they choose to make it happen. You know, I was in that space until I met Larry Kendall and then I realized, wow, what he's saying really resonated with me and it takes hold. And, and you've made a great point, right? We can talk about it all day long. The question is, what are you gonna do about it? And that's where you gotta really get real at the end of the day. You know, I did a warm up not too long ago on this where I, you know, people say, oh, that's a great book, I read the book. And I say, are you doing the things the book asked you to do? 
Well, no, but it's a great book. Okay, well, but, you know, and, and here's the thing. It's, it's not big stuff. I mean, it's small little incremental changes that happen, you know, every single day. If we would just do that and just focus on that, it's amazing where you end up going. But a lot of people just aren't aware or they just don't want to put the effort in. And so to get people to do that, we have to figure out what's your motivation, right? What, what is going to make your mind say, this is important to me. I need to do this. You know, the example I use is when people get a, 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 a news around their health. You know, you see them making really not so great choices and all of a sudden the pain is so great now. And then it, it's amazing. Now they start changing the way that they eat. They change their, their lifestyle. They change, you know, it, but here's the point. If they would have done that, you know, seven years ago, they wouldn't be where they are today. But sometimes it takes that type of pain or that type of change in our lives for us to then the light bulb goes off and they go, okay, now I got to do it. And, you know, better late than never. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. We, we're talking about heart set, mindset. Uh, health set, soul set, match set. No, not match set. The other, I got four or five, right? Yeah. Isn't that right, Flanning? That's right. <laughs> absolutely right. Yes. Yes, that's absolutely hey, ask right. Ask me before you jump on. Whatever you do, don't call me Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> there is one thing I do every morning that I've never shared with anyone. And when I do it, when I do it, I know how the day is going to go. And when I don't do it, and it's a very simple thing, when I don't do this one simple thing, uh, I know how the day is going to go. Let's come back, talk about that. And then we've heard a lot about morning routines. You talked about a warm up, and I have great respect because I tune into your warm up every day. Let's talk about a, what a warm up is, what a morning routine is. Uh, people could get pretty judgmental about their morning routines and what's right and what's wrong. But if we're going to feed that heart set that, and we're going to set the mindset and we are going to embrace our health and a health set and understand sometimes taking care of your soul means being nice to yourself and then you can be uh, nice to others. As my friend Ed Ewing and Doc Wilson said the other day, we live in a time where people are talking about it. It's time to be about it. That's different, talking about it and being about it. How do you be about it? Well, it starts right here, and I'm pointing to Ron. <laughs> we'll come back. It's the Ron and Don show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. They've been such a great sponsor uh, for the Ron and Don Show, and they're such a great part of the community. This is a perfect example. Many of us have not been driving our cars because we've been self-quarantining, and now you're like, okay, maybe I am going to drive. Maybe my office is opening back up. Maybe I'm going to go on a road trip. And if your car has sat for a long time, you need to get it checked out. How's the battery doing? How are your fluids? How's the brakes? Now that it's been sitting in the driveway of the garage for weeks and weeks and weeks, Don something very cool is going on right now at Les Schwab. Yeah, stop by any Les Schwab tire location. In fact, you know what? Before you stop by, go to LesSchwab.com. They have 85 locations to serve you. Make an appointment online. That way you're not waiting because you can't wait in a waiting room anymore, you guys. And we don't want you sitting out in the car. So go to LesSchwab.com. Make an appointment today. Get a free pre-trip safety check. They're going to check everything before you hit the road. Really important. How much does it cost? Other guys, hundreds of dollars. Les Schwab, zero. Absolutely nothing. Just tell them Ron and Don sent you. All right? Les Schwab reminding you that doing the right thing, especially right now, you know it matters.
Sign up for the nation news at rondonradio.com. All right, you guys, welcome back. As you know, Ron and I are licensed brokers at Windermere. In fact, uh, we have the senior vice president on with us right now. Michael Fanning is here. You can reach out to him on Facebook. He does something every morning that's really cool. It's called a warm-up. He'll explain that in a moment. And even if you're not a real estate agent, you want to check out the warm-up. Also, he does something on Friday, and I don't know if you have access to this. Uh, It's called Fridays with Fanning. And uh, he typically gives you four or five things that you can work on this week. And they are really fantastic. And it's a great way to end the week. Or if you're like us in real estate, to start the week as we head into the weekend. So don't forget, if you want to do a Ron and Don sit down, we do that virtually now where we sit down with you. We find out where you're at on your real estate journey. Just reach out to Ron, ron at windermere.com. We'll do that virtually and we'll send you a Ron and Don camp mug that says, I sat down with Ron and Don. Michael, we've been talking about heart set, mindset, health set, soul set, morning routines. When I wake up in the morning, my son and I, we've been trying to, to develop uh, just these, these family habits, these family rituals. Um, and one thing that we do when we sit down together at night is we have a specific place where we, I always thought I had to have a partner and more kids and then we'd have a family. It's like, you know, my family is myself and it is my son and it's our dog. So we have a place where we sit down and last night we made macaroni and cheese together. We light a family candle. We light the family candle, and then we sit down, uh, and we share a meal together, and we talk to each other, and it's very intimate. And our relationship, my relationship with him, you talk about pivoting to a better relationship, is so much better because we do that in the evening. Right now, he's sleeping. We're recording this in the morning. We, When he wakes up, first thing he'll do is he'll light a family candle. I already have my family candle lit. We have two of them. It's the thing that I reach for in the morning when I get up. Even before I make a cup of coffee, go to the bathroom, let the dog out, I light that candle. When I light the candle, it reminds me that today I'm not going to drink. And when I don't drink today, because that's the thing that gets in the way of my heart set, my mindset, my health set, my soul set, is a bottle of beer, a bottle of booze, a bottle of whiskey, whatever that is. And when I light that candle, number one, I'm reminded I don't have uh, a headache from last night. And number two, I have set the course for today. And then I start out on my morning routine, which involves everything from lifting a couple of weights, listening to a certain kind of music, uh, listening to a warm-up with Fanning, uh, writing a couple notes and letters, reading a couple uh, pages out of a book. Uh, I, that's typically when I write and I write a lot. So that's typically when I journal. Uh, and it's when I drink a glass of water with some other stuff in it and I make my shake. And it's, it, 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 it's my time. It's my time to be anchored to my life, right? And there's nothing wrong with being anchored to your own life. Sometimes what happens is we get out there and we get anchored to so many other things that we lose ourselves in the midst of that. So morning routines, uh, is this just a trend and these will go away a year from now and everyone's just kind of talking about it? Uh, for me, Michael, I have found out this to be a necessity. I, I would agree with you 100%. And I think that um, the one I prescribed to one, I call it a victory hour. You call it a morning routine. I think lighting that candle is awesome idea. Um, but in the victory hour, we just break it down. It's, it's just an hour. And in that hour, um, you know, the majority of people wake up in the mornings now and they, you know, they grab their phone and they go on social media and they do all that in the victory hour. We just say, Hey, wake up, 
no, uh, no social media, no interaction and email, none of that. All we want you to do is sweat. We want you to get up and, uh, either go, you know, run, walk your dog, just move your body. And mm-hmm. uh, that's all we ask you to do. And that could be, you know, in my world, it's about a 30, 40 minute exercise, but you know, if you want the victory hour, it's 20 minutes. And then as soon as that's done, right, like you said, I, I have, I have this it's called the five minute journal. Mm-hmm. So like this, and, uh, it's my journal and it just starts off. It says, you know, what am I grateful for today? So I, I immediately put myself into a grateful mindset mm-hmm. and then it says, what are my affirmations? So I've got three things that I'm trying to get better at in my life. Uh, or I'm trying to help others, and then it says, "What would make today great? What were what would make today great?" Right, and then an affirmation, and that's why, and that's what I do. That, and then I look at my day, say, you know, what what's going to move the needle forward in my life today? What are things that I need to do? And then, like you, I finish with, and this morning was great. I listened to you guys talking to Priscilla. I listened to your podcast, yeah. but um, I'll listen to a podcast. I'll listen to I'll I'll listen to a book, um, a great book, and then and when that's done. That's my victory hour. And then, man, my day just goes so much different. Because if I win my mornings, I win my days. Yeah, there, there are hundreds, if not thousands of people rolling their eyes right now. And I used to be one of them going, are you kidding me? Are you two kidding me? <laughs> Do you understand my life? It's everything. It takes, it takes everything I can do to get my butt out of bed, throw some water on my face, and, and make sure I got two socks that match. And, and like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, who, who's got this kind of time? Who's got this kind of effort? I've got three kids. <laughs> I've got fill in the blank, whatever that thing is. I got health issues. I got to take care of so-and-so, whatever that. You guys don't understand my life. You guys, like, I, I can't do that. What, what do you say to those people? Well, you know, uh, here's the thing. All of us have excuses, and I always call them limitations, right? And I always say to people, so look, if you want to argue in favor of your limitations, then you can keep your limitations. All we're offering is, is an idea that if you start trying it, what you'll realize is that, you know, the world wants you to win. And as soon as you start manifesting that, that mindset, going back to the four pillars, it's a mindset shift, right? That's number one. Number two is when you do that in the morning, your world opens up completely differently. You know, uh, the story I tell is I know when I go on the road and I used to travel, which we don't do now because COVID-19, you know, um, I, I run my morning routine when I'm on the road. And so, you know, you're at five, you go into the gym. When, you, and when you're in the gym in a, in a hotel at five, you guys, nobody's there, right? It's empty. I got the choice of anything I want. And then I sit down at a breakfast table with some other colleagues and someone's like, oh, I, they need to get some more, uh, you know, running machines in the gym today. Why? Oh, because I was in there and it's full, totally packed and it's just horrible. And so their experience of their morning workout was horrible. So that's their perception. That's how they see it. Mine was amazing. And all I said to myself internally was like, if they would just get up another hour earlier. They would have a different perception of the world. Just in that little, you know, there's nobody in there. I had a great workout. But the, the thing of it is, is that I get it. A lot of people say, I'm not a morning person. You have a narrative that's running in your head that's your story that you're identifying with. And in order for you to make changes, you got to shift the narrative. But you, but, and it goes back to my original point. There's got to be some pain point. There's got to be something that's bigger than you that's going to cause you to have that pain or that mindset to say, you know what? I got to shift. I've got to shift. And I even loved it, you know, because uh, you're on your podcast earlier. Priscilla said, you know, when she talks to you, one of the things when we have these challenges, let's do a deeper dive. Let's figure out what's really causing you to say, I'm not a morning person or I don't have time or I can't get up in the morning. Yeah. When you see my finger go up, I'm talking to Ron. I'm not talking to you, Michael. You keep going. Okay. Don't worry, you guys. It's not the middle <laughs> finger. I'm just pointing. <laughs> I don't know that I have a, I have a 
So, so, so that, that morning routine, I would say, here's what we know. And this is just from my experience in coaching and watching the, the people that will consistently do it. And by the way, I want to just put a disclaimer out there. We're all human, Ron. And so I say the same thing. There's mornings when I don't get up and do it the way I should. Um, but I just make sure that I don't let those days compound on each other. Right. So that I, I don't let, you know, multiple days go by where I'm not doing something. And by the way, you know, Don, we're seeing that happen now with people in COVID-19. I mean, you know, they're, they're in their pajamas until noon. They're having beverages at one o'clock every day. And, and so you, you can't let the bad habits creep in, but that morning routine keeps you on track with your mindset to say, you know what, I'm going to take control of my day. I'm not going to allow somebody to take control of it for me. Mm. And running that victory hour, I will tell you, if you get into that habit, it's a phenomenal what can happen. And there's two books, by the way, you know, going back to books, but that, can, that helped me. One was The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. Phenomenal book. The other one was uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. That is good. Yeah. You know, those two books, they really give you kind of the, the makeup and the strategies on how to get your mind around making changes. Because that's what it boils down to, Ron, is you've got to mentally make a shift. And, it's, and here's the thing I want everybody to know. It is not easy, right? If it was easy, everybody would do it. It's not easy. But is it worth it? Is it worthwhile? Oh my gosh. It's phenomenal when you, when you get, when you start to do it on a consistent basis, it's amazing how things start to open up for you and you just see things differently. Yeah. Are, are we afraid to get to know ourselves? Cause this is really what this is. This, yes. this, this is taking the blame out of all of it, including the blame on yourself. It's t- the, cause the blame game to me is what torpedoed my four pillars. Uh, just, just blame. And, and, and when you're, when you're blaming yourself, a lot of times you're also, you think you're not, but you are blaming others. And, and I've been reading a lot lately about emotional intelligence and just trying to figure out what that is. And again, I hear all these words and it makes me curious. And I'm like, I start digging in and I'm like, Oh, I suck at emotional intelligence. I have no emotional intelligence. I'm like zero emotional intelligence and I get all pissed off about not having emotional intelligence and damn it, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to get me some emotional intelligence today and I'm going to buy it for three easy payments of 1999. That's not how you get emotional intelligence is, is you've talked about Michael. It, it is getting up when you get up in the morning and you greet the day and it's not reflexive. You, you are taking a part in your story. You are the author of your story. You only have so many minutes and moments in this life, and then just be a stoic about it. Then you die. Then you're dead. I told my mother the other day, she's 77 years old. If she's listening to this, Virginia, I love you. I said, Mom, we're gonna have a we are gonna have a conversation that is a really tough conversation to have. She lost her husband a year and a half ago. And I said, I think it's time. It is time to move forward. You, have, you, you don't have one chapter left. You have many chapters left. Because I, I, look, at, I look at these pillars of heart set, a mindset, a health set, a soul set. I would give my mom an A plus in all these areas. But she lives in a big house. She's alone. COVID-19. There's a lot of fear out there. She, she doesn't have a lot of fear about it. But it's like, hey, it is time. You are going, you are approaching 80 years old. You only have so many Christmases left, so many birthdays left. You are going to die. What do we want to do with the time that you have left? What do we want to do? Because I want to be a part of it and I want to see you more and I want to connect with you. And this all came to me just in my morning routine of, wow, I am not seeing my mother 
the way that I want to see my mother. Uh, and so I said, mom, we, we got to pivot here. We, 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 we have to pivot. So, and we have to begin to, we have to begin to move forward as a family. So in, in, in looking at this and, and I brought up a lot here, but the emotional intelligence of not blaming others, of taking responsibility for our lives. And I told my mom, I'm like, Hey, if you want to live in that big house and be alone and be by yourself the rest of the way, I support you. You only have so many minutes and moments though. What do you want to do with it? That's really what a morning routine does. Michael is it gives you those, those minutes and moments back and it allows you to be an author in your life story. Absolutely. Well, and I want to, I want to, one thing here on this too, is that, um, you know, if you just start off with the morning routine without the why. So one of the things that, um, I did through the mentorship was they said, write a legacy statement and a legacy statement is just, it's the last hour, the last day of your life. How will you have hoped that people thought that you lived wow. and, and you write that out and what you, well, here's what you find when you write that out, then it really gives you some identifying factors to say, that's how I want him to think I live. The question is, is that how I'm showing up? Mm. And, am, and am I giving effort into those things that are important to me in my life? Am I giving the people that are important to me in my life, the time that they need? Am I really walking in my true purpose? And once you do that exercise, it's amazing how then all of a sudden now those morning routines, when you're doing your, your, you know, your focusing, your mindset stuff, how you really can dial down and get right to those specifics of the things that really are going to have an impact. But you, but you know, it's a starting, it's a starting place. And again, it goes back to awareness. My final question for you, Michael, is the thing that unlocked it for me. And I wonder if you've coached this or you do it is I gave myself permission to like iterate this stuff. Like I listen to your morning routine. I listen to Don's. Some of those things work for me. Some of them don't. And so I would compare myself to someone else. I would get competitive. And then I would go, oh, man, Don ran five miles a day in the rain. And I didn't. I'm, I'm a failure. Like I, I'm, you know, he, he's out there crushing yeah. it. And I'm, I'm here and I didn't run today. And so what I've done is said, you know what? I'm going to iterate things until I find the one that clicks with me. And so right now I have one that clicks with me that's totally different than your guys's. Mm. And um, I, don't, I don't have to explain it all, but it's if I wouldn't have given myself permission to say, that's not really, that's not your thing. You're not a run five miles in the rain guy and that's okay. Mm. Uh, and so I'm going to, what can I get? What, what, what clicks for me in that mm. category? Because I'm not done. And yep. so talk about that a little bit. Cause I think, um, it starts with the thing that clicks with you, I believe. I totally agree. And, and I will tell you this is that, uh, doing something's better than doing nothing. And, uh, the other piece is that, you know, the only person you should be comparing yourself to is yourself. And when I say that, um, it's being kind to yourself and loving yourself, but just asking today, did I just do a little bit better than yesterday? And tomorrow did I do a little bit better than the day before? And what you find is those incremental changes, those small little shifts in, that you do compound on themselves and give you phenomenal results. And just do something. Like you said, there's, you know, there's, I don't know how many different morning routines there are out there, but have a routine, have something, the lighting of the candle, like you talked about, do something that is in that space of being about you and not, and not looking outward and looking inward and saying, okay, what am I going to accomplish today? You know, because every day we have this ability to go out and make change. The question is, are we aware in the moment? And the way we do that is with some form, like you said, of a routine that's going to work for you, right? 
And, but I will tell you this, it needs to be a little painful, right? Because, I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm doing my sit-ups, really? You're doing your sit-ups? It doesn't look like you're doing sit-ups. But, you know, I mean, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be a little bit of pain, right? There's got to be something in there that, you know, because if we don't get out of our comfort zone, we really don't grow. So I always say, okay, it's great if you want to build your own, but you know what? Can it just be a little painful? Can it just be something that you push yourself every day that you're not comfortable doing? Because the more you do that, right, that's a muscle memory. And the more you get comfortable at being uncomfortable, the more you push yourself and keep moving forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think people forget that our brain is a muscle. There's something called neuroplasticity in our brain. And when we exercise that, that muscle, and it's what Michael's talking about, when you get up and move in the morning, and this is proven, and you guys have probably experienced this when you're in a shower or when you go for a walk or a run, you feel like, why are all these great ideas coming to me? It's because your brain is being, uh, uh, there, there's stimulation going on, there's blood flow going on, not only when you're in the shower, but when you run, uh, there's, and there's great science behind this, when, you're, when your feet hit the earth, and I call it Mother Earth, uh, it sends blood. It sends blood flowing into the brain. And again, the brain is a muscle. We always hear about heart health, taking care of our heart, uh, worried about blood in and out of the four chambers of our heart. But we never talk about the blood flow and the life flow into this thing called our brain. And what we have to understand in our brain, there are train tracks in our mind. And these train tracks, these trains run every day. They run every single day. And it's some of the stuff that Michael's talking about. And a lot of times people feel like they can't change, especially as you grow older, especially men. They say you can't change. You can change. But that train that's been running down the track for years of your life that tell you you can't get up or that tell you you're stupid or you're not going to be a great parent today or you're an alcoholic, like in my case, that, that's just who you are, Don. That's who, you, that's who your dad was. That's who your grandfather was. That's who all the O'Neills were. That's why you don't know any of the O'Neills because of the train tracks in your mind. And Don, you have the same train track. And chances are, Don, your son might have the same train track. And you're just doomed. That's, that's who you are. You're an Irishman that drinks too much. Well, it was time. It was time for me to run a different train down a different track. That doesn't happen overnight. But when you do the things that Michael is talking about, what we find out is the brain heals itself. And we see a scar where that train track used to be, but you can move the train tracks and you can run a different train. But the only way to do that is to take the time to take care of yourself. And as Michael said, then you can live that abundant life and really take care of others. He's Michael Fanning. You can reach out to him. Man, I just felt like we did church this morning. Holy cow, you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is there an offering plate that's going to Yeah, yeah, it's, later, yeah, yeah, yeah it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. It is true. Michael, how can people reach out to you? And then also maybe just some touch points where they can uh, be introduced to you. Uh, we talked a little bit about a warm up. What is a what is a warm up that you do on Facebook, and are people welcome to watch? Yeah, you know, uh, I just do it. Uh, I I started doing this a while ago because of my mentorship. Uh, Robin Sharma always says, "Hey, if you learn something from this, please share it." So I got challenged by Nancy Chapin, who she's phenomenal. Just a shout out to her. She's with the Windermere. She does phenomenal video. She goes, "Mike, could you do this every day?" And I said, "You know what? I'll give it a shot." So I do it uh, Monday through Friday, and all it is is just about a a minute or uh, a little bit longer than that, like four minutes, five minutes 
minutes of just a topic around this type of stuff about heart set, mindset, health set, soul set. That's all it is. And it's just something for you to think about. And it's stuff that I do. So I'm not telling you to do it. I'm saying, hey, I did this and this is how it impacted me. Yeah. And uh, but that's on Facebook. So I just post it on my Facebook page every morning. And then the other way to reach out to me is just uh, fanning at winter.com. Uh, or you can go to, uh, or you can go to um, Michael D, Michael D Fanny.com. That's my website. Yeah. He's a great drummer too. So Ron, as we close here, anything? Um, I, 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 I just empathize and sympathize with people that find that they want to do this and it's hard. And so I just want to give you permission to do one thing. If you, if it's read one page of a book in the morning, or if it's walk a hundred yards or it's eat, if you were eating one pizza, eat half a pizza, like just do one thing. And if you write it down, as Don and Michael Bull said, it actually makes a difference. When I write down what I'm eating, I eat less. When I don't write it down, I eat way more. So just do one thing, pick one thing uh, and do it for a week. Uh, because it's uh, you hear these guys that have done it for years, and you're like, I'm never going to be that guy. I can't do all that stuff. Just do right. one thing. So do one thing, and, and, and it's going to reap rewards. Yeah. Michael, thank you so much. Hey, thank uh, you, guys. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Michael was talking about our discussion with Priscilla, if you're interested in that. Uh, she is Ron Shrink, and boy, did we found out he's really screwed up, you guys. <laughs> Episode 114. Uh, you... You're going to learn some things about Ron that are going to blow you away. And you're like, oh, my God, thank God he has a shrink. And that's what he calls her, the shrink. Hey, I'm going to see the shrink. So anyway. She's Everybody should have a good therapist. That's she's right. my shrink, too. Everybody <laughs> should. Yeah, I stole her. Guys, thank you so much. Don't forget, you can reach out to us for a Ron and Don sit down. Ron at Windermere.com, no matter where you are on your journey. We'd love to be a part of it, whether you're buying, selling, investing, or you just have questions right now. I talked to my friend uh, uh, yesterday who she's afraid she's losing her business. Now she's concerned about her home. And we're just trying to figure out a way for her to stay in her home because it's a great piece of real estate. And we'd love for her and her two daughters to be able to stay there. So we're, we're working through that. And we're figuring that out right now. All right. You keep your head up. You keep your shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 116, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. I'm G-Force O'Neill, the real brains of this operation. Hey, Dad, can we go get a sandwich?